Thank you. Thank you, Acclaim, for leading us in worship and for the choir for being back as well this morning. Looking forward to this year. And for Acclaim, they uh, yeah, they spend the summer touring around and singing. And then we, uh, for now the second time, we get to be their swan song, so to speak. And it's just because we have a, a few connections at God's Bible College. So we're uh, glad to take advantage of those connections as well. So thank you for uh, leading us in in worship. And today, uh, my name is Drew Smith. I'm a pastor here and uh, welcome to all of you here and those that are that are on online. The uh, uh, today we start a, a new new series um, about uh, um how, how God is so good and such a good giver of all the gifts that we that we have. And I was I was thinking about um, you know a gift uh, that was a special gift um, to me. And, and actually, it's it's this pen, and it is a fancy pen, you know, that uh, cross pen. I think is what it kind it is. But my kids gave it to me, which also gives it extra value. And I've kept this pen for five years. That's close to a world record to have kept a pen for five years. And uh, and it's because it has such meaning that I give it. And because of the one even who gave it to me gives it such value. And so as we go through this series, that really is sort of the basic point of stewardship is that all that we have is a gift. From the one who loves us so much, he sent his own son to die for us so that he might be raised for us so that we might live with him forever in the fullness and joy of eternity. That makes everything we have of such great value, even more valuable than a fancy pen that my children gave to me. And so that's what we're going to really explore this morning. Let's pray. Uh, Almighty God, we give you thanks for your written word as it speaks to us of your truth. And we ask now that your Holy Spirit would indeed open uh, the eyes of our heart, uh, open our minds, our hands and our feet to hear, receive and then apply what you have for us today. Speak to us in this this time, not just that we understand it, but, but so that it continues to transform our soul. More and more into the likeness of Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. All right. The, the, the first passage is in Genesis 1, verses 28 through 31. And it's the, it's the ending of the sixth day of creation. So it's summarizing what God has done and what God has done in terms of making all of creation. And what we'll see here is that indeed God gives us all that we have. All right, verse 28. And God blessed them. And God said to them, and he's talking to Adam and Eve here. Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. And have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, behold, I've given you every plant yielding seed that is on the face of the earth and every tree with seed in its fruit. You shall have them for food and to every beast of the earth and to every bird of the heavens and to everything that creeps on the earth and everything that has breath of life. I've given even I've given every green plant for food. 
It was so, and God saw everything that he had made. And behold, it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. Right, this, this is one of the, the pinnacles of the Bible. This is like one of the hot, the, the top points, the top summits of the, the entire Bible because it's just saying how God has made all that we have and it is good and very good. And, and then it says, and now all of this that is good and very good, it's now given to you, to Adam and Eve, and now you are now the, the ones to have responsibility for this. This is not just a nice gift to do with what you want, but you have responsibility. Use the word subdue and have dominion. You've got to take the lead now. Because I'm entrusting this stuff to you. And now you follow what I say and it will continue to be good and very good. And so that's why it's the pinnacle. Because from this point on, it starts to go downhill. Uh, because it becomes in our hands. And what happens when the good gifts of God come into our hands is we tend to use them for our design instead of God's design. It's what the next chapter is with Adam and Eve. Is We, we take what God has made that is good and very good and we it, it's, it's our notion eventually we start thinking more about ourselves than we do about God. We forget who the giver was and the purpose that the giver had given to us and we take these good gifts and use them for ourselves which leads to destruction. Which leads to destruction between our relationship with God, our relationship with one another and, and all of creation. The the challenge uh, for all of us from the very beginning as humans is to manage, to steward, to be responsible for these good gifts and use them for God's good purposes. So what we're going to do in the next four weeks or next eight weeks, we're going to look at these four things particularly that, that God gives to us and says, now steward these well. Take the lead. Be responsible for these. Your your money Because that money is a gift from God that we have. All of our resources. Our time. Time is a gift from God. Our bodies. That's something to steward, something to manage, to lead. That's a gift from God. And then finally, the influence that we have. Our relationships with others. How do we manage and steward those well? So that's our journey. Now there's a whole bunch. I mean, if God... If all is gift from God, then the list is very long. But those are the four that we will will look at. Now, Adam, Adam and Eve, they show us then how in our rebellion that leads to our destruction, to our failure, dishonors God because foolishly we think we we got a better idea than God does. And what happens when that happens? The very things that we're supposed to manage. You know what happens? When, when we take our eyes off of God, the very things we're supposed to manage, that we're supposed to lead, they start managing us. Instead of us being the master, we become the servant of money, time, influence, our bodies. Instead of us being the master of them. And once that happens, once we become the servant, once we become addicted, that's really what it is. We become addicted to the, whatever it is uh, uh, that God has given us, that they become to master us instead of us doing what God had told us to do in the very beginning, to master them. Uh, David Benner, 
Dr. David Benner has a, a, a quote. This is a, a, a one to, to chew on, so I'll even put this one on the screen. Every idolatrous desire, that is, everything that we love and desire more than God, uh, tends ultimately to diminish our humanity and damage our soul. So these things that were good and very good that God has given us, they become our focus. We focus on the gifts instead of the giver. And that is what idolatry is, where we put something else more important than God. And that just leads to our destruction. Now, one, one, one of our, um, our, part of our journey as Jesus followers is to remember, all right, all is gifts. So how do we as Jesus followers take everything that we have and bring it under the lordship of Christ? How, how do we manage and own it as a blessed, anointed, called of God to, to manage and steward all of these gifts? And, and, and again, we're going to fail. Adam and Eve failed. Uh, after the rebellion of Adam and Eve, then God says, okay, let's, I'm going to call Abraham. Abraham, uh, you're now going to be the leader and uh, f- with you, I'm going to make a nation. I'm going to make this, this group of people, my people, the people of Israel. They're, they're going to be the people that serve me and they're going to be a witness to the world. They're going to be a blessing to the world. So you, Abraham, now from you will come this people and this people will be mine and they will follow me. And that, again, that's the, the story basically of the Old Testament of what, how God calls these people together and how God continues to lead them, how they fail and God picks them up. They fail, God picks them up. That's the good news. The, the good news is from the very beginning. It's failure after failure. God is the hero and God picks us up. Yeah, every time that we fail. And, and here, this, this happens, uh, with uh, Israel. Because Israel, they're God's people, but then they become slaves. They become slaves to Egypt, specifically. And they cry out to God. And they say, God, come help us. And God hears. God says, okay, here's what I'm gonna do. And now I'm gonna, I've called you, I've given you a name, I've given you a people. Now I'm gonna put you in the land. This is the land that I'm gonna give you. And this is how you're gonna live this land. And He gives them here in Deuteronomy. Gives them a ritual, a little thing to do. Now, I want you always to do this as you go in the land. And then every year, I want you to do this ritual because it will remind you that everything you have comes from me. And he's saying that that's a key thing. As you go into this, you've got to remember everything belongs to me. So Deuteronomy 26 verses 1 through 11. Now, count, as you go through this, count how many times the word gives or some form of give is mentioned. When you come into the land that the Lord your God is giving you for an inheritance and have taken possession of it and live in it, you shall take some of the first of all the fruit of the ground which you harvest from your land that the Lord your God is giving you, and you shall put it in a basket. And you shall go to the place that the Lord your God will choose to make his name to dwell there. And you shall go to the priest who is in the office at that time and say to him, I declare today to the Lord your God that I have come into the land that the Lord swore to our fathers to give us. Then the priest shall take the basket from your hand and set it down before the altar of the Lord your God. And you shall make response before the Lord your God. A wandering Aramean was my father. Now that's Abraham. And he went down into Egypt and sojourned there, few in number. 
And there he became a nation, great, mighty, and populous. And the Egyptians treated us harshly and humiliated us and laid us laid on us hard labor. Then we cried to the Lord, the God of our fathers, and the Lord heard our voice and saw our affliction, our toil, and our oppression. And the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm with great deeds of terror, with signs and wonders. And he brought us into this place and gave us this land, a land flowing with milk and honey. And behold, now I bring the first of the fruit of the ground, which you, O Lord, have given me. And you shall set it down before the Lord your God and worship before the Lord your God. And you shall rejoice in all the good that the Lord your God has given to you and to your house, you and the Levite and the sojourner who is among you. How many times did you get? Six. Six times. And just in that passage, wants to make it clear over and over again, this is the land that God has given you. This is the body that God has given you. This is the mind. This is the space. This is the breath that God has given you. He wanted them not to forget of, that God is the one who gave them all they had. So that one, they didn't think, take credit for it themselves. And that two, they would remember. Remember that this is God's Plan. And this is our, this is God's plan for us. Again, this is why He has saved us from slavery. Not to Egyptians, but to sin. And why He sent Jesus to die for us. To be raised from new life, to new life. To free us from the power of death, from the power of sin. To empower us with His Spirit. To then see with new eyes how everything is gift from God. And we now, our life is simply an offering back to Him. To use every, everything God gives us for God's glory. And the, the good news, the good news for you and for me is that God refuses to give up on us. Just like he did with Adam and Eve, so he did with Israel for thousands of years, so too now. He is doing the same with you, yes, you and me. That's why, as, as Jen just said, as Jenna did beautifully today, let us in a time of confession. That's why we practice confession and forgiveness every Sunday. Because I know it's a habit that's useful for me every day. And I got an inkling it's useful for you every day also. Because it's really easy to forget. No, God's the giver of all that is. This is not my car, not my house, not my voice. This is all, God is the owner. And what we want to be sure we recognize the owner and give all we can to him. Because that leads to life. He's the one that created it. He knows it's good. He knows it's very good. Now, foolish I am to think I know better than the one who created it. And so not only, not, not only is God the one that's the giver, we can celebrate and experience that even now, but there will be a day, there will be a day of celebrating what we steward well and losing what we don't. That's Matthew 25. Now, to jump from Israel and Egypt to Jesus. Matthew 25, 14 through 30. Gives us the same picture of God being the the one who's the giver of all. And that he's entrusted all of these things, all that we have um, to us to be used for God's glory. Matthew 25, 14 through 30. The end, end of the gospel. This is, these are some of the things that Jesus gives to the disciples. He tells his followers, um, right 
after Palm Sunday, but just before um, uh, Maundy Thursday, Good Friday. So in, in between Palm Sunday and the cross, he gives them these these final parables. These these uh, they're they're like metaphors, similes. He's saying, "Hey, the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, is like this." And he tells a number of different stories here, and this one captures beautifully this notion that we are stewards, managers. We've been given responsibility for God's good creation in every way. Matthew 25, starting with verse 14. For it, the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted to them his property. See that similarity here? This is like a man who, it's his stuff he owns, now he entrusts it to his servants. To one, he gave five talents. To another, two. To another, one. To each according to his ability. So, folks had different amounts of stuff they were given. And it was according to the giver's wisdom and according to their ability, their context, their season, whatever it is. So, they're different amounts. And the talent, by the way, is an amount of of money. That's what they would have um, uh, understood it in the first century. He who had received the five talents went at once and traded with them. And he made five talents more. So also he who had the two talents made two talents more. But he who had received the one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his master's money. Now after a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them. And he who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five talents more, saying, Master, you delivered to me five talents. Here, I made five talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. And he also, who had two talents, came forward, saying, Master, You delivered to me two talents. Here, I've made two talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. What I love there is it's exactly the same words to both of them. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, what, what you did with what I gave you was perfect. It was wonderful. Celebrated. Same words. So here, here, this is the, the celebration of, of those who, what God has freed, God has given salvation, God has given all, brave and breath and all that they have. Now they get to rejoice and celebrate that for all eternity. He also, who'd received the one talent, came forward saying, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow, gathering where you scattered no seed, So I was afraid and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But his master answered him, you wicked and slothful servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I scattered no seed. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers. And at my coming, I should have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him that has ten talents. For to everyone who has will be more will be given and he will have an abundance. But for the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away and cast the worthless servant into the outer darkness. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. 
Sort of a harsh ending, isn't it? Yeah, that sort of makes me get uncomfortable. And I've read it ten times today, let alone this week. I wish I could change it. I mean, I, I like people not to be uncomfortable. I want you to be comfortable. But that's not my job to make you comfortable, I'm afraid. My job is to say, this is what Jesus said. So what, what do we do with this? How, how do we understand it? Now, we, we know, we know that, that we are saved by grace through faith. We know that we are made right with God because of Jesus, not because of anything we do. We don't believe in salvation by works. So we know he's not saying that. That they are made right with God because of Jesus, not by their own works. But what is he saying there? What's, what's he getting out here? Well, one, he, he, he wants to be sure we get this. This got our attention. This parable and the ending of this parable is going to get our attention. He's like, hey, this is really important. You need to know that all you have is a gift given from the giver of above and that you, you follow what I'm, I've saved you so that you would follow this, so that you would be a people of, of God's people and you'd take the gifts knowing you have these gifts from God and now you would manage and steward them. You would use them. You'd be responsible for them according to the kingdom of God, according to the, the great commandment to love God with all your heart, mind, soul and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Use it in those ways manage it steward it lead it for that that good and so we'll celebrate together don't forget that don't forget that now i, I think that he, he has the one person here the, the person with the one talent the one is the one that doesn't do it because most of us put the five talents in people like joe burrow if you saw his new contract you know, where he guaranteed $215 million in the next five years for signing his name. So we say, well, that's Joe Burrow. He's the five. So the two are probably, you know, other people that, that we know. That uh, we know, well, yes, we can think of other people. There's always other people that we can think of that make maybe less than $200 million every five years. Uh, that we can think of, oh, that's the two people. And so generally, we tend to put ourselves in the one talent category. Saying, who am I? I mean, I'm really inconsequential. I'm unimportant. Uh, Just my piddly little life, my piddly uh, little gifts and abilities, they, they must be meaningless. Wrong. Dead wrong. No, your life is important. I don't care if you get half a talent. Your life is of great value because God died for you on the cross and He's the one who has called you to follow after Him. You are of great consequence. We are of most influence because we're children of the King of kings and the Lord of lords. So therefore... He's including us. And maybe he has to use a unique scare tactic to get our attention. Say, no, I care just as much about you as I do with the 200 millions every five years as I do for the 100 millions every 10 years as I do for you. 
You're of equal value to me. So we, we, as we follow the Lord the best that we can, He continues to do his work in the power of the Spirit. And we take what we have in this moment and we give it unto the Lord. We know we're celebrating even now as we look forward to that day when we see him face to face. And he says, well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your rest. God wants that same celebration for all. Now, what I want you, you to do is take just a moment now. Just how does this truth impact you? What, what areas of your life does it make you think about? Maybe what areas of your life have you just sort of put to the side? Well, those are worthless. Those don't mean anything. Whereas God says, no, I gave you those. What are those? Those areas in your, your, your life, just, or just the general notion. What, what difference would it make if every day you got up and you said, okay, God, thank you for the gift of This body, as you look in the mirror. Thank you for the gift of breath. Thank you for the gift of what this day has in store. Now may I offer it back to you. What, what, how, how, how would that impact you? And think about, think about as you recognize the things that God has done in you. Be sure to recognize the good things God has done and, and give Him praise. Give Him thanks. Now, these next three, three weeks, we're going to focus particularly on money. Um, part of that is because Jesus talked about money more than He talked about almost anything else. He talked about money more than He talked about prayer. He talked about money more than He talked about sex. He talked about money more than He uh, talked about rituals. He talked about money a lot. Even in this parable, there's a reason that he used money as the the gift that he'd given. Um, and uh, so we're going to talk about that uh, just because because he did. So what I want you you to do this week is is think about how do you distribute, how do you steward the money that God has entrusted to you. So on your way out, if you want it. Um, uh, there's a little monthly budget. Just gives you some guide, some uh, help along the way. Saying, hey, here are uh, 20 different things that maybe you spend your money on over the course of a month. You know, take time, think through that. Do, do a little audit and just say, okay, these are the, this is the gift that God has given me. So how do I distribute it? How do I spend it? How do I save it? How do I give it? What, what do I do with the, that? And that's what I want. Now, I'll also send you an email. Um, this week, uh, if you're on our email list and you haven't blocked me, you haven't canceled me, um, uh, then uh, you, uh, if you get that, it actually is uh, a little spreadsheet. The Divas is an active spreadsheet. Now, download it and then use it on your own computer. Don't use it on the internet because then everybody can see it. Well, and if you want to do that, go ahead. You know, then we'll all chime in and give you advice as to what you should do. Um, uh, but if not, download it and then take that for for your use and um, put together so that it'll even add up the numbers for you. You just have to insert it. So, but I'll send that to you. Or there's even a um, you can go to wchpc.org/budget, um, which is on the bottom. So if you want to take one of these on your way out and and do that this this week to begin, just to think about how you use 
that part of what God has given you. Now let's uh, take a minute, 30 seconds, just of silence, and then I'll pray for us. Almighty God, we come before you ultimately in gratitude that you are the giver and have been from the beginning and you give what is good and very good and that you never give up on us. And so we come before you individually, we come before you as a, a church. Uh, we, we want to steward what you give us. We want to steward it well. We, we want to take the responsibility that you've given us from the very beginning to use all that you give us for your glory, for the work of your kingdom. So empower us in your Holy Spirit and lead us, protect us, correct us when we go, when we're going astray, pull us back and empower us and encourage us uh, along the way. We lift all of our needs and concerns before you, thankful that we can enter into your presence boldly, with expectation, and looking forward to what you will do in and through us as we continue to learn from your word, and looking forward to when we see you face to face, and all is made right, and celebrated what is good. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen.